men. We are not simple, chest-thumping, rock-smashing, fire-starting barbarians. We have depth. We intensely feel. We are scared, yet brave. We love to have fun. We're imperfect and make mistakes. We're compassionate and loving. We are multifaceted. Let's explore the reality of masculinity together. There are several reasons why I started this podcast. One of them is for other men to learn from the different things that I have learned along the way. And when I have guests, what they've learned along the way. And I think one of the most effective ways to do that is to be honest with you. And so today's podcast is going to be diving into the reason that you didn't hear a podcast from me last week and a few takeaways that hopefully you can begin to implement into your life. So before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe so that way you can get notified whenever we roll out any new episode. All right, enough waiting. Let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. When I committed to myself to do this podcast, uh, there was a few cornerstone things that I really wanted to make a priority. And one of those was for me to be real, for me to be authentic, and for me to essentially set the bar for myself that I'm asking other men to stand up to. And the reason why I'm telling you that is I was cycling through a wave of grief connected to my divorce that, quite honestly, I didn't anticipate. I didn't see it coming. Sometimes I do, and I do the right thing, and sometimes I don't, and I don't do the right thing. And last week happened to be one of those weeks where I didn't do the right things. And what I mean by not doing the right things is I tried to rationalize things in my mind that my heart was processing. And in that... I have a couple go-tos that I run and hide it. One is in communication, both with myself, my heart, and others. I pull back. I find it safer to be silent than to put words to the reality of what I'm feeling when I'm hurting. And so when it comes to either my close friends or the people I'm working with, I pull back. I begin to shut down. And I don't always catch it right away. Now, as the years have gone on, I've caught it faster and faster and been able to kind of get back on the horse (laughs) this week. But this last week, it was one that I just didn't handle very well. And I, I want to be honest in that with you guys. But also, one of my biggest things that I want to do with this podcast is help equip other men, help men learn from my mistakes, learn from my victories, from guests that we bring on, learn from them, and to really accelerate your own process. And I think the best thing that I can do in that to stay true to myself and to one of the prerequisites for what I have for this podcast is to really invite you into my own process and share with you the reality of, I am flawed, I am imperfect, I am going for it as best I know how, and I don't always get it right. But one of the things that my youngest brother told me years ago that has stuck with me is it's always easier to steer a moving car than a parked one. And what he meant by that was it's more important to continue to move forward because you can adjust, you can grow, you can learn from your mistakes. 
But when you're sitting still, when you're stagnant, when you do what I did last week, which was essentially check out, that that actually stalls your process and your growth far more than putting something out that's imperfect. You know, going back to my week last week, last Monday it was my daughter's fifth birthday. It was the first time since my divorce was finalized almost a year ago that my ex and I, we decided to plan her birthday together because I asked her what she wanted and she said, well, I want mommy and daddy to be there for my birthday. And so that's what I committed to doing. Well, in doing that, what I didn't realize was being around my ex all day, you know, we got along. It was fun. We laughed. We were silly. We were celebrating our daughter. And I have a tendency to want to say, okay, here's the hard line in the sand. And now I'm moving forward with X. And last week, what caught me off guard was I had done that with my divorce. I had said, okay, now I'm launching this podcast. Now I'm getting clients. Now I'm moving forward in life. And then being around my ex and things going well, it brought up the level of intimacy and connection that we had at one point and the longing for it and the questions of why couldn't we just make it work and seeing my kids so happy, etc. It threw me off. It was a wave of grief that I didn't see coming because I had drawn that hard line in the sand. And my point with all of this is that I think it's important, especially for us men who can be singularly focused or black and white or all or nothing, however you want to say that, is that grief is not a black and white thing. It is not a hard line in the sand. It is something that your heart needs to process. And you need to, as a man who loves yourself and honors yourself, you need to give space for that. You need to be willing to process through those waves of grief when they come and not do what I did last week, which was be so caught off guard that it threw me off. It pulled me back into this place where I wanted to not just grieve. Because I drew a hard line in the sand and I said, now my life is moving forward. What I did by doing that is I set myself up for last week. I put an expectation on my heart to say, okay, you can feel it for this long. You can grieve, you can feel the pain, you can get angry, you can go through the cycles of grief. And now it's time to move on. And I think that there are some things in life that that's important to do. It's good to do. But with grief, the waves may come less frequently. They may be smaller, but they are going to come. And it's important for you and I to be okay with that and also give ourselves permission to feel that wave and to process through that wave when it comes, when it happens. A good friend of mine that I talked to the latter part of the week, his encouragement to me was really good, and I think it's something that I want to challenge you or encourage you with, and that is whether it's a divorce or a loss in the family or a loss of a job maybe because of what's going around right now, whatever it may be, when life throws these unexpected curveballs at you and those curveballs bring up grief or pain, those weeks that you feel the pain, be willing to let that be present and process through it but also be intentional to do a few things that are on the good side and vice versa. When you are at a good place, give yourself permission and room to process those negative things. And doing that helps you maintain an, a healthy balance in your heart of being present with the things that you need to process and moving forward. It's wrestling with that tension of being present with where you're at and having this drive and desire to move forward, to build more, to 
start over to whatever it may be. That requires emotional energy to move forward, but it also requires emotional energy to process grief when it comes. And when you shut down one for the sake of the other is when you get trapped or locked up in the negative aspects of it. See, for me, getting locked up or trapped in the grief, I felt overwhelmed. I would literally sit in front of my computer and and just feel overwhelmed. At the time, I didn't know why. Once I chose to reach out and process, I realized why. And that was my heart was longing to process through this grief that I hadn't given it permission to. And in doing that, the feeling of overwhelmed was essentially me trying to be militant and forcing myself to move forward in ways that in my own inner world required me to shut down the process of grieving. And because I presented it to myself inadvertently as an all or nothing or one or the other, the feeling of overwhelm came from wanting to do one but not knowing how to and still process the other. In this case, wanting to move forward, record a podcast, or do certain things that are required for my business. But then, well, if I do that, then I'm not grieving, but my heart is longing to ride through that wave of grief. I don't know about you, but for me, I am a verbal processor. And another thing that I did not do very well last week was connect with people. And I know that sometimes it's the last thing that you want to do. When you're feeling down or feeling shame or processing grief, whatever those may be, the last thing you want to do is reach out, is talk to somebody. And not just talk to somebody, but to share with them the reality of what you're feeling and what you're going through. And fortunately, I have built relationships with just a few men where my friend that I spoke with last week, he said, well, you know, I had this feeling that you were kind of going silent and pulling back. And he called me. He called me every day till I answered. And that took three or four days to do that. And I told him, even though I didn't answer, the thought of someone pursuing me when I felt like I didn't have the capacity to pursue or wasn't willing to engage with reaching out because I was going to my go-to familiars of shutting down and essentially being a victim rather than being proactive, having men in your life that know you well enough to know your negative tendencies and help find connection and process through them are vital. And now that's come from years of building relational equity and trust, etc., which is a whole other podcast. But my point with that is, I didn't realize a lot of what I'm sharing with you until I was talking to him around Wednesday or Thursday. And I realized, holy crap, I am feeling this. I am processing this pain. I didn't see this coming. I have been wrestling with this. It was a wave of grief that I hadn't given myself permission to process and to feel. And in talking to him and sharing all those, I started to break down and cry. And letting myself feel that grief and say it out loud for me that that's a big component is when I'm not saying it out loud, I'm not acknowledging it. And in not acknowledging it, I let my mind begin to wander down all these rabbit trails that are unhealthy and disconnected from my heart. And so saying it out loud, let my heart connect to it. And I process through that pain with him and then later on with myself and with God and Then I recorded this podcast that you're listening to and began to take these steps of moving forward. So my point with all of this is you are not going to get it perfect every time. There's going to be times where in your journey and in your process, you will respond better in moments than you do in others. I have literally been pursuing personal development for 
almost 20 years now. I started when I was in the Marine Corps, started reading books about personal development when I was in the Marines. That was almost 20 years ago. That was 18 years ago. So I've been doing it for almost 20 years, and last week was one of those weeks that kind of threw me off. And when that happens, it's important to do a few things. One, if you happen to make a relational mess, just clean it up. Apologize for not responding or for reacting a certain way or for running to a certain checkout, whatever it may be. But clean up the mess that you may have made when you chose to respond less than the way that you know that you can. And two is take those practical steps of re-engaging with the truest version of you to move you back into a place of being present in a healthy way rather than trying to manage it like you used to in an unhealthy way. Accidentally sabotaging your ability to move forward. We're all human. Continuing to get back up and try again and move forward is what real men are willing to do rather than let it spiral you down to a place where you become a victim to your circumstances. And if that seems overwhelming in and of itself, that's okay. You may need someone to link arms with. That is also what my passion is for both this podcast and what I do for a living in life consulting. So if you feel like you need to meet with somebody, then just feel free, reach out at joshsearbaugh.com and then just fill out the contact form and we can get in touch. Whether that's just a few emails back and forth or if it ends up that you find it beneficial to meet with somebody for a period of time to help you navigate through things. I don't want you to do what I did last week and that is to feel alone or feel caught off guard by something that comes up in your life and then get thrown off for a week or for a few days or for whatever it may be. You don't have to navigate this journey alone. Don't let the lie that you are all alone in this process creep into your internal world because you're not, but it does require you to be proactive and choose to reach out and engage with either the relationships that are around you and sometimes with someone else that you can work with for a period of time. <laughs>